But now I'm introduced someone that fucking lives right here. This is who he is. Every part. You never seen the chart. He didn't need to because that is who he is. The one, the only, the man who thought of all this to begin with. Emil Jurassic! Thank you. Big applause for Simon Beard again, guys. What a fucking powerful story. I'll tell you something. What's really funny, and I said this in, a, in, a, in another event, um, I can't believe it took him whole day to find $120,000. Clearly doesn't have enough fucking woke friends. We have that in our backyard, buddy. <laughs> so next time, if it happens, let me know. I'll get a shovel. <laughs> I am very... I'll tell you what. I'm going to tell you my life story. And I tell you why I'm going to tell you my life story. You're not going to see any charts behind me. I'm going to tell you a life story for, for a little boy who grew up in the middle of Europe, ex-Yugoslavia, who was hungry, and today runs a company who has developed 250 million plus worth of property development, real estate company that sells $2 billion worth of properties a year, and many other things. But the reason why I'm going to tell you my life story, because I'm not the fucking smartest guy in the world. I'm not the most educated guy in the world. I barely finished grade fucking 12. But what I did have and do, I have a fucking heart size of Mount Everest. I know I will work, I will work harder than anybody, anywhere, potentially including in this room. And I'm just the guy who gave it a go. So this is my story. I grew up really poor. My dad was, he was working in a factory making very low money, communist country at the time. My mom was just a house mom. She only finished grade eight. Reason why she couldn't go to any more school because her mom died when she was 15 and she had so many brothers and sisters and she was one of the older family members and she had to look after them because my grandpa was alcoholic. So mom's job was really to look after dad, myself and my little brother and my sister who passed away when she was really young. I'm not going to tell you this so you can be fucking depressed. We were so poor, but when I was little, four years old, four or five years old, I wanted to have nicer things as well, because some of the people, in our some of the guys in our neighborhood, you know, they would have a little bike, push bike, because they had mom and dad that were working, but because my dad was the only one working, we couldn't afford it. I was like, fuck, I want that bike. So I started my little business. I was going, I was going around and washing other kids' bicycles for like 50 fucking cents. Next thing is, I had the best bicycle. And that's how my entrepreneurial spirit started. And then we had a happy childhood. Had an amazing uncle and aunties and cousins. And as a kid, we, you know, we were just a happy bunch because we were happy with little things. Not like fucking now. Jesus, shit had changed. And when I was 11 years old, civil war started. So what that means is, imagine 
you guys are living right now, and imagine tomorrow you got no electricity, you got no clean water, no school, and on top of that, no work, and on top of that, bombs are flying above your fucking head every single day. And to make it even more fucking miserable, your family members are dying. And only way you can fucking eat if you buy food on a black market. Not markets where Simon used to sell stuff. Black markets would be underneath the building because bombs are fucking flying everywhere and you can die. And I thought to myself, fuck, you know, dad was a, a soldier. He was fighting in a war. So I needed to be the one who can try to figure out how I can make a dollar so I can feed family or my brother and my mom. So I thought, fuck, man, I came with this idea. Before war, one pack of cigarettes was one dollar. So there's like 20 cigarettes in a pocket and you can buy it for one dollar. But when war fucking started, pack of cigarettes was $50. And people are not even earning any money, but whoever is a smoker, they will probably understand that they will do anything to buy a fucking cigarette. And I thought to myself, you know what, I'm going to go to United Nations. I couldn't speak any English at that time. And I would be somehow begging them to sell me a pack of cigarettes and I would buy it for five bucks. But I knew there's not many people that can afford $50 fucking pack of cigarettes. So what I would do, I would be around the corner, and there's a lot of lessons to, to learn from my story, and I hope you guys take something from it. I, would, I was going around the corner, I would be selling cigarette at a time. One cigarette for $2. Because whoever is a smoker, whoever is desperate, they're going to they're gonna give me two bucks for one cigarette. My risk factor then was Croatian soldier, and I'm Croatian, they would literally come every couple of days, they would put gun to my fucking head, and they would steal my cigarettes. And they would do that constantly. And then I thought to myself, fuck, man, these guys clearly not going to kill me because they're getting something out of me. So I'm going to start negotiating with these guys. I would go to these bad guys and I would say to them, hey, I'm going to give you two pack of cigarettes every single week for you not to bug me so I can keep selling. And they'll tell all your mates not to steal my cigarettes. And that's how I started so I can actually feed mom and dad. And I started negotiating like that. And then when really war started even deeper because we had no electricity, there was a factory in our little city that makes, they used to make candles. And to make, to, sorry, to actually make explosives. But to make explosives at that time, you know, you need wax. And I thought to myself, fuck man, if I can get my hands on this wax, I can figure out how I can make candles. And I did. My dad's mate, he was working there, or he was one of the soldiers there, and he was bringing me this wax so I can make these candles. And I figured out how to make these candles. And on these markets, I knew my why. I knew why I'm doing it. And that's one thing that you guys need to always have is your why. Why you're doing what you're fucking doing. Otherwise, what's the point of working hard if you don't have that why? So with me, my why was to make sure my little brother, who was four and a half years older than me, still is, and, um, and my mom have food on the table. So I thought to myself, I would go to these little markets and there were 10 other people selling candles. And they would sell one candles for $6. And I thought to myself, how can I be different? In any business, how can you be different? I thought, you know what? I can sell 10 candles for $40, but there's still not going to be enough encouragement for these people to come and buy my cigarettes. But then I thought to myself, I got a fucking idea. All of these people to come to these markets, they have to risk their life to come to me so they can actually buy um, these candles. I thought to myself, fuck that. I'm going to destroy my fucking comp competition. What I'm going to do, 
I'm actually, when I'm selling candles, and every time I'm talking to a customer, I would tell them, hey, don't worry about coming here again. Tell me where you're fucking living, and I will deliver it to your house. So that way you don't have to risk your life. You're sitting in your home. So basically, at that time, 30 years ago, I fucking invented Uber Eats, really. <laughs> so I would go fucking run between fucking buildings, and I would sell these candles, but I had a fucking little monopoly in this little fucking city. And by the way, Chandra, our first beautiful speaker, she said she was li living in a very little town with 50,000 people. Chandra, where I'm from, 50,000 people is like a fucking New York, you know. So, um, so with me, I knew how I was being creative even at age 12, 13, and 14, how I can basically outwork anybody, how I can be more creative by being simple. War finished, my father decided where I'm from, that's where World War I started, World War fucking II started, maybe fucking Simon, that's why I'm so fucking angry all the time. Um, uh, and dad said, you know what, I want to take my family as far as away from this fucking place so they never experience this madness and they never experience, you know, experience being hungry again because I was hungry. Coming to Australia, age 16, my heart is the size of fucking Mount Everest because I just came to the country where I got food on the table. There's electricity. I can go to school and I can earn a dollar properly. So barely... First, I went to English school for six months' time. And after English school, I went to high school, grade 10, 11, and 12. How the fuck I finished it? Who knows? And when I was also going to grade 10, 11, and 12, I needed to help mom and dad. So I, didn't, I wasn't entrepreneurial so I can make money for myself. I had to work a little bit hard, find a way I can actually work so I can help them pay for the groceries because we really had nothing. We came as a fucking refugee. So I would go to school, and after school, I would go and literally clean public toilets in the middle of the fucking city. I would deliver flies. I would do whatever I had to do so I can help mom and dad. Age 18, I finished high school somehow, and I thought to myself, fucking, I want to be an entrepreneur. My dad, all his life, he worked for somebody else. So he had a boss. Yes, sir. No, sir. He had a boss who was really controlling his fucking life and his fucking journey. And I thought to myself, fuck, I want fucking life, and I want to be fucking in control of my fucking journey. There's no fucking way I'm going to let any other motherfucker tell me when to get up, when to fucking go to bed, and what to do. I want to be boss of my own fucking journey. Being 18, you have no idea what the fuck you're doing. The reality is, you don't understand what AI is. All you are, all I had is a massive fucking heart and will and burning fucking fire to conquer the world. But I also didn't have anybody that can pass me the fucking knowledge because my dad, most amazing father, what I got out of him is, is so much love and my mom and how to be a fucking good man. But dad wasn't also the person that can say, hey, son, you know, you can start this business. My parents were telling me you got to get good education. And you can't blame them because they don't know any better. Because you can only tell your kids what you fucking know. My mom and dad, son, you got to go to... Safe. My grades were so fucked, I couldn't clearly go to university. I said, like, all right, I'm going to go and study business management at TAFE. 
So I went to Yeronga Tave. I was there for seven days. It was a shit tave then. It's probably still today, so don't clap. Um, so I was there for seven fucking days. Seven days. And I went to this teacher. I will not mention his name. Even I fucking should. And I said to him, hey, buddy, I'm going to quit today. Because I don't understand, with all due respect, how the fuck are you going to fucking teach me how to run my own business in the future when you're fucking working for TAFE for 50 grand a year? It makes no fucking sense. You don't know what it is to pay fucking wages, rent, and if there's any fucking dollar left for you, then you fucking eat. You have no fucking idea. I told him that in polite way. <laughs> and he said to me, Mill, if you don't finish this, if you don't get a great education, you will be nobody. You will never be successful. He was trying to beat me down, which is really wrong. Some people would stay on the ground when people mentally try to fuck with them, with me. I'm not going to prove to you. All I want to do is just live my best life, which is funny. Age 24, I couldn't help myself because that was fucking killing me for so many years, for six, seven years. I bought a first Ferrari, F430, fucking amazing car. And I had to, I had to go back to that fucking teacher. I had to, I had to, I had to. It's like, fuck, man, I can't beat him up with the baseball bat, even if I fucking wanted to. But I had to go back, and I'm waiting for him at the car park. And I am fucking really, my car was so fucking shiny, I'm like sitting next to it. And I can see him walking towards his, I think it was Toyota Camry. And straight away, I saw him fucking going for him. But I didn't see which angle I was coming. I go to him. I said, sir, when I was young, six, seven years ago, you told me if I don't get education, I will never get somewhere. And he said, buddy, if you did get good education, maybe you'd be driving that fucking red Ferrari. <laughs> Pip, go and fuck yourself. <laughs> that is mine. At age 18, my career started. And at that time, I met the most fucking amazing woman of my life who stood fucking by me, which I don't know fucking why most of the time. And um, she was a big support of, of my journey. And at that time, I thought to myself, what the fuck? You know what? I'm a free man. But what am I going to do? And a lot of you guys that are 18 years old, you probably feel the same. Like, you know you want to do something, but you have no fucking idea what, you do, what can you do and how you can do it because you're so young and that's normal. I thought to myself, what is the quickest fucking, because I'm not the smartest guy in the fucking world, right? What is the quickest way that I can fucking go out and earn money besides fucking selling shit, selling drugs? I wanted to do legal way. And I thought to myself, construction, because I know I can outwork any motherfucker. So I thought to myself, I learned a trade literally with seven fucking days. Clearly I wasn't the best at it, but one thing that I did, I started working seven days a week. I bought a little Toyota Corolla for $6,300, and I put all my fucking little tools in it, and I was going to, construct, I was going to construction sites. But I was going fucking 4 a.m. every fucking morning. By the time normal construction work is fucking start, I'm already three, four hours ahead because I'm out, I'm out working them. And I was getting paid at that time what I was doing in plastering world. I was getting paid a linear meter. I was like, fuck, more meters I fucking do. Every day, more money I'm going to pay. And clearly, I knew that wasn't a long-term thing I wanted to do. Then I was like, I'm going to choose a fucking career 
And career that I'm going to choose is career that can last. So I thought to myself, okay, I know I can work hard, so what is the next step for me? I always wanted to do the next thing. I wanted to bring the best out of myself. And I thought, I gotta be careful what I get myself into because at such a fucking young age, I knew there's only one life. And we are all here, tourists on this planet. I'm 44, technically I'm fucking half dead if I get to live to 88, right? So I'm half fucking dead. I'm a half dead man walking. So I had to be very careful. I had to be very careful. How do I choose my next fucking thing where I'm going to spend 10, 15, 20 years because I'm a long-term thinker and if I wanted to be successful, it's not going to be overnight. So all of you guys that think you're going to make money and, and millions out of Bitcoin tomorrow morning, you're fucking dreaming. But with me, I was like, you know what? A lot of industries, including Video Easy or, or whatever it was called, you know, they were really good for times, but later, they were fucking dead. Technology changed them. But I thought, for somebody who's not so fucking smart, every person will always need a home. Every fucking person. And all of you here, you live fucking somewhere. You live somewhere. House, unit, whatever the fuck it is, you live somewhere. And this is one industry that will never fucking die. We all need to live somewhere. And I thought to myself, okay, let me be creative. Need some water, I can talk a lot. And I thought to myself, okay, and this is a lesson for a lot of people as well. Development is really fucking easy because you can learn a lot easy way. So what I did, I'm already fucking working hard on tools and I saved a little bit of deposit and I thought to myself, I'm gonna go and see these builders that are selling house and land packages and I'm gonna see how much they're selling them for. And I went to this builder and I saw he was selling house and land packages for 250 grand. And suburb next to it, uh, you know, I was doing my homework and I saw they're selling the land for about 60 to 70 thousand dollars. This is 25 years ago. If you can find now land for 60 grand, you're gonna probably go to Papua New Guinea, not fucking Australia anymore. Um, uh, and then I was, you know what? Developers are selling land for 70 grand. And the builder that is selling this house and land packages for 250, I would ask him, hey, how much would it cost to? build house like that, if I just need a house built, and it would tell me, for example, 100, and I do my numbers, I can, you know, I saw there's a dollar in it. So I built a first house, bought land for 70 grand, built a house for 101 grand, all up, bit of 170. Six months later, I sold it for $295,000. But when I was building it, when I was building it, I thought it was worth 250. And I said then to my girlfriend, and I said, can you believe we own a quarter of a fucking million dollar fucking home? We're so rich. And we sold it, made 100 grand. I thought, I'm a fucking Bill Gates. I got so much fucking money, 100 grand. And then I bought two more, I bought two more blocks, four, five, six. By age 24, I made four million bucks. I was like, fuck, I'm rich. A lot of money then, a lot of money today. My ego was size of fucking Mount Everest, bigger than this fucking room tenfold. So I went to one un uncle in Croatia. I went there on a holiday, and at that time I, I got married when I was 22 years old. Very fucking humble wedding, you know. I was thinking about it the other day. Um, I think we were paying like 25 bucks a head because we couldn't fucking afford a um, uh, big wedding, and we were building, I guess, I guess we were being stingy. But anyway, I went to my uncle, who's a very wise man, and I asked him a few questions, and this is what changed my life. And I said to him, he asked me, he said, son, do you think you're a good businessman? I was like, how the fuck can you hear? 
ask me that. I'm a great businessman. I made four fucking million dollars. How can you even ask me that? I said, I'm a great businessman. Matter of fact, best. He said, I'm going to ask you a few questions here. One, did you ever swim with fucking sharks? I said, what do you mean? He said, try to jump in the fucking water. They want to bite your fucking ass, right? Did you do business with sharks, people that really want to take part of you? No. Two, did you ever put your hand in a fireplace? I said, what do you mean? He said, just try to put your hand in a fireplace. It's hot. You burn yourself. Did you ever get burned by people? I was like, fuck no. Three, did you ever swim in a really fucking muddy water and wait for a big fucking log to hit you behind your fucking neck? So what do you mean? He said, son, did you ever lose anything? Everything. I was like, fuck no, I'm not a loser. He said, son, it's time for you to start learning. I came back, started developing more, started developing more, had everything in my life, including the most amazing woman. At age 27, probably my little bit of my fucking greed, you know what a lot of people were saying to me, Emil, why don't you start fucking building, you know, house um, for us as well, instead of just developing, we love your product. I was like, fuck yeah, I'm going to start that business as well. Now, in construction, you know, I'm not sure if there's some builders here, but if you're building for somebody else, first of all, you've got to do something, then you send some, your client invoice, and then they, get pay, then, then they pay you. But if that client goes bust, you're fucked. Because you can't take the concrete and sell it to the next person. So age 30, unfortunately, I was working for only one developer. 95% of my work was for one guy. All of my eggs were in one basket. He went under. He dragged me with. He dragged myself. And at that time, my wife bit him. So somebody who came to Australia as a refugee, so fucking hungry, who worked seven fucking days, a fucking week, and had everything, had, had, had nice cars, nice homes, age 30, lost everything. Lost everything to the point, when I lost everything, I was driving a car, I got to the petrol station, this is my lowest point, lowest point in my life. I'm at the petrol station, blaming every person who fucked me. And I was at the petrol station, I put $18 worth of petrol. And I called my wife, and I said, Love, can you transfer me $18 I can pay for the petrol? And she said, I don't have it. So, Emil looked at himself in the mirror. Emira is my best friend today. Looked at myself in the mirror. I lost everything on the verge of losing my fucking marriage, which was the hardest thing. And I was blaming everybody. But one wiser man said to me, he said, Emil, till the day that you admit to yourself everything that happened to you, it's your fault, you will never move forward. So I looked at myself in the mirror and I really saw probably a piece of shit fucking in it. Because if, if I lose something, 
If somebody fucks me over, it's my fault. They were more capable than me. You know, I was not capable enough to stop them. So admit, you know what? Everything that happened to me is my fucking fault. And you know what? I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to go and fucking kill myself. I'm not going to give up. Matter of fact, fuck losing everything. I'm going to take advantage of the knowledge that I gained throughout my business fucking life. I'm going to use that to keep moving fucking forward. And that was 15 years ago. And then had to start again. And when I started again, I was like, you know what? I'm going to work with my fucking head high. Because let me tell you guys, there's a thousand, thousand people in this room. All the young ones, there is a the fucking good news here. Good news here is you got all life in front of you, which is short. The bad news here, bad news is there will be a point of life where you will be on your fucking knees. Life will try to bring you fucking down in million fucking pieces. You might be getting divorced. You might have a bad breakup. You might lose your fucking business. But guess what? Because you only have that one life, don't beat yourself up and, find the and look for the reasons why you can't fucking move on. Look for the fucking reasons why you can still keep moving fucking forward. And keep moving fucking forward hard, head fucking first. And I started moving fucking forward. I went 15 years ago, went back on the fucking tools. I age fucking 30, people were making fucking fun of me. Hey, look at this fucking used to be millionaire, now he's a fucking broke, back on the fucking tools. Let them make fun. Let have fucking 80s. All I did, head down, bum up, kept working. Bought a one block of land again, borrowed money from a finances where I paid 15, 20% interest, but you know, I was doing a lot of physical work so I can fucking, you know, try to, you know, Build one house and use real estate agents to fucking sell it for me, then build another one, then a third one, fourth one. Seven years ago, I said, fuck using real estate agents because most of them are not moving ahead with time. Two, most of them don't understand the product that they're fucking selling. And three, most of them are, fucking, most of them are bullshit artists. No offense to agents here. And from starting again, now I'm building a fucking $18 million home. I gave it all. I gave it all. The point of me telling you guys this story, you don't have to fucking have rich mom and dad. You don't have to, you should, learn everything but AI. But all you have to do is fucking start somewhere. Just fucking start. It doesn't matter where your fucking career is. Today, just fucking start and value your fucking time because you never know when it's going to be time up for you to fucking go 10 feet under a friend of mine would say the bullet that's going to kill you has already been fucking fired because there are people that are, die at age fucking 30 there are people that are that die at age 80 and when you're going to fucking die who knows so while you're here on this planet value your fucking time Value your time very wisely because today is the day that you never fucking lived before. When this day is over, you're either going to say, I had a fuck day. You know what? I had an amazing fucking day. I keep things very simple, guys. Very simple. With me, small things. I'm a networker. If I'm going to network, 
I always start with who I want in my life. I want people that give me good vibes, good energy, that make me smile, that give me positivity. I don't want fuckwits in my life. So that, you know, old fucking saying that we heard a thousand times, that, you know, five people around you, that's really, you know, who you are. So if you are hanging around fuckwits, you're number six. So surround yourself with a good fucking people, people that you can rely on. And that's why I'm fucking in love with Simon, because every day, I call him probably five times a day, and four out of five is for no reason, just I can hear his voice. Why? How are you going, Simon? I'm fucking great! <laughs> well, the fucking I'm great, too. Hang up the phone and see you later. You just made my day. <laughs> because I'm a sucker for fucking... Tani probably thinks I'm gay. You know what I mean? Because I talked to him so fucking much. You know, but now you know the reason. We know. <laughs> but if I ever become one, I'm fucking after him. Um, but the reality is, you know, small things. Surround yourself with a good fucking humans. Keep learning. Value your fucking time. Never give up. I found that company called NGU. NGU stands for never give up. Half of the people that fucking look at the brand is like, are you fucking Chinese, Vietnamese? Do I look like one? <laughs> Fuck no. But it means the world to me because I didn't fucking give up when I was fucking physically hungry. And I didn't give up when I was on my fucking knees, and I didn't even... That's my life. But I gave it all. I fucking gave it all. Now, because I know I'm not the smartest person in the fucking world, I'm so fucking capable in my business, which I employ about 300 people, I'm so capable of finding people that are smarter and better than I am in their own fields. And I'm not going to micromanage fucking talent. All I'm going to do is find people that are smarter and better than I am. I'm going to encourage them for them to thrive. And I can also benefit as a business owner on the end. So I hope, and, and obviously, it, just to tell you a story about One Life Club. Last year I was in Europe. And I thought to myself, oh, my fucking life, I wanted to, you know what? I wanted to learn, man. And when I was 20 years old, you know, every time I called somebody and I would call them and I would say, hey, can you help me fucking start a business? They would hang up the phone. So I had nobody to share the knowledge fucking with me. And one day I thought, you know what, Emil? You're going to be on the fucking stage. You're going to be sharing your fucking knowledge with other people so they can benefit from it. And one life was born. And one life... It is a mentoring and networking platform. Not a fucking mentoring where we are char charging you 20, 30 grand a year so we can get rich. All we do have there, we have so many amazing interviews with amazing people that started from the bottom, like these people that we had on today. And also, we have amazing classes so people can actually learn specific field from unbelievable entrepreneur, how they have done it. And we also have a networking part there where you guys can actually network with each other. And today, we're here. I'm very grateful to have you all. Thank you, guys. God bless. Give it all. Feel it. Oh, oh. I can feel it.